0: Did you know that building a deep and satisfying connection with others doesn't have to be toxic to them or to you? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a faith-based life coach. I've been married for over 30 years in a row, and I'm the host of Untoxic Positivity, a podcast where we explore a more positive approach to great relationships with your in-laws. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of connecting with others around us. So if you're hoping to figure out a way to get your kids to choose the right life partner, Or if you just want to stop dreading the family get-togethers, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and start living your most connected life today. And this week we're going to be talking about um, (laughs) not-in-laws. And the reason for that is because, guess what? If you learn something about how to interact with any person, (laughs) you can apply that to every person. So I'm going to talk a little bit about something that happened... um, just yesterday. (laughs) It's just yesterday at work. And um, I'm going to change names. I know some of you who listen are people that I know from work. You're going to be able to figure figure out who I'm talking about. Uh, This is not going to be that hard. Uh, It may may give you some insight, though, into how I approach my interactions with people, how I approach relationships, and something that has really served me well as I have developed my own strengths. I'll just call it that my strengths in interacting with people and getting along with people. And, um, absolutely, absolutely. This applies to how to get along with the in-laws. So I have a boss. <laughs> so if you work with me, you know who I'm talking about. We're going to, I'm going to change the name just, to, just for me to prepare, protect myself <laughs> for plausible deniability, which I hear that occasionally, we're going to call him Jason. And that is not his name, but, um, Let's just say I'm talking about somebody. We'll call him Jason. How about that? Um, just to make it uh, super unclear <laughs> who I'm talking about. And Jason is a little bit different. A little bit different. And and that's, I don't mean that in any specific way. It's just, we're all different. We're all different in, a, in our own ways. Jason has had his uh, interesting life experiences, as we all have, and he has a a different style a different approach a different um philosophy for not only dealing with people but management um some people resonate with it some people don't he has a uh, a cluster of people that uh have been big fans he has a cluster of people who are not big fans and i think that's probably true for all of us so um so far i don't know that i've said anything that is going to get me in trouble <laughs> It's a good thing we're talking about Jason and not any other specific person. So, um, a couple of things about Jason. Jason is uh, Jason has um, a, a way of being very highly engaged in my operation, and what I mean by that is that he notices things that um, not every boss that i've had would notice i have i've had bosses that just kind of have the attitude they go get your job done i don't care and he's constantly following up and i'm one of i think i don't know five six it seems to change (laughs) managers in his group and um we have varying degrees of experience with the company experience in management experiences experience on the um ramp. I work at FedEx and uh, my teams offload and unload the planes. A fantastic uh, job. I really enjoy what I do. So he notices things. He'll pull reports and he'll be able to tell me that uh, my team took too long to offload one plane or that it took them too long to get started or that they called on to report that they're ready to start their shift a little bit late or that they didn't have enough uh, people or that the number of people that they called on with didn't match the number of people that he saw as he drove by or the number of tugs that we reported that we had didn't match the number of tugs that he saw as he drove by so he's just very aware of what's going on uh, and this is true in a lot of other and a lot of other scenarios I had a situation uh, a while back where I had somebody who was um, absent from work and if you're absent then sometimes um, that's going to affect your attendance and punctuality rates. The way that we take care of attendance and punctuality is that for attendance, for example, you need to be at work 96.9% of the time. And we have a 12 month rolling window. So if you are absent today, it's going to take a year for today to drop off as an absence. And so that gives you six or seven or so absences. And, um, I had a guy who, uh, had an absence and, I get a notification that, hey, by the way, this person is in the system for having dropped in their attendance rate. And the system is very helpful. I don't have to do the calculation manually. I just get a notification that this person is at 96.0%, which is below the attendance rate. And that means that I need to start taking care of uh, maybe some disciplinary actions depending on what the situation is. So... um, Jason noticed one day that I had a person who was uh, below, and he emailed me or texted me and said, Hey, make sure that you take care of that, that disciplinary action. And so it's, th- this is just Jason. That's just the way he is. And there's a, a quote that I hear frequently that if you want, if you want to argue with reality, you're going to lose, but just every time. So, What I found in my interaction with Jason is that I've worked for him for about a year and a half. I have a pretty good feel for what's important to him. I have a pretty good feel for what he's going to pay attention to. I have a pretty good feel for what is not that important to him. And I have a pretty good feel for the things that I may think are important or not that he may disagree. And when it comes down to it, for me to keep myself out of trouble or to keep myself uh, off of the uh, quote-unquote hit lists, I can take care of anything that I think is important as long as I'm also taking care of the things that Jason thinks are important as well. So I can handle this knowledge. I can handle this interaction. I can handle this relationship in a couple of ways. Uh, And there are two that I'll talk about specifically, there are variations and maybe nuances that that could play into that as well. But on one hand, I could be angry every single time that Jason texts me or calls me or tries to tell me that something important is maybe getting uh, missed or forgotten, or um, anytime he wants to let me know that, hey, something that his boss or his boss's boss uh, thinks is important is maybe going to be overlooked or or, uh, forgotten. I can be angry about that. I can be frustrated. I can can call him a micromanager. I can be bitter. I can uh, make the assumption that he thinks that I am not capable of doing my job. And guess what? I could convince you. I absolutely could convince me, but I could probably convince a lot of people that I'm Absolutely justified in my frustration in my anger, in my disappointment in what to pick your your negative or uncomfortable emotion, and I could convince you that I'm right or what if I just accept the fact that that's just Jason that's just Jason that's just the way that he is he is into the nitty gritty. He likes getting into the weeds. He likes doing things to make sure that he stays off of lists. And the way that he does that is he creates processes that, and if you listen to this, Jason, you'll love that I (laughs) pointed out the fact that you create processes or that you reinforce or enforce that we create processes to keep ourselves safe and protected and off of lists. So what's the difference? What if I just accept that that's just Jason? So when Jason calls me up and says, hey, Ken, your team took an extra three minutes to start offloading a plane. That's just Jason. That, that's important to him. And so all I have to do is go to my team, find out what happened. Or if I was there with them, I can say, yeah, yeah, that, that, the situation was, we had to move a lot of equipment or we were waiting for stairs to come to be able to let the pilots off of the plane. And then he's satisfied. There's not much that um, I've ever had to explain to him that has left him dissatisfied or frustrated that I was not achieving my uh, targets or expectations so when he runs reports every week and tells me that, hey, this is where your team is, or this is right now we're wrapping up our annual survey. We call it SFA, Surve- Survey Feedback Action. I had to make sure I said that right. I think I did. Survey Feedback Action. This is a, a way that I get uh, kind of scored by my team on how well I'm doing. And there are reports. I don't have any information on who has uh, completed the survey, but I have numbers. I have the number the 27 people were invited to take the survey uh on me, and as of yesterday, twenty people have started the survey, and nineteen people have completed the survey i've done the math i don't know how it all plays out unless there are a couple of people that are on a an extended leave. they may be included in that um, but i've got um a couple of things that I just, I don't, I don't know how it's adding up. So I'm doing the best that I can to make sure that I get that done. And then as I communicate that to Jason, he's at least seems to be satisfied that I'm doing everything I can to make sure that everybody on my team has an opportunity to complete the survey. So again, I could either be irritated that again, here he is with the survey and here he is on my case because these two people haven't done it yet. And I could be bothered that he's doing that, or I could just understand, accept, acknowledge that's just Jason. That's just the way that he is. So how that plays out for me is guess what? I am who I am. There are things that I do or that I say, or that I don't do that I think rub some people the wrong way. I have had feedback. (laughs) I was talking to a, uh, another manager who was telling me about somebody that had talked to her and said, you know, I just, I just don't like Ken. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. And, but guess what? That's just me. So if you don't like me, if you don't uh, resonate with me, if you don't get along with me, that's fine. Um, and if you work for me, <laughs> I'll help you find someplace that you're going to be more satisfied. Maybe we can find something that's going to be a better fit for you. Um, but I don't think that it's fair for me to be expected by you or by Jason or by anybody else to change who I am because that's what you want. Just like it's not fair for me to expect Jason to change who he is because that's what I want. So really it boils down to, again, a couple of options. There may be some variations of these, but the two that I'm going to land on are Either I can be irritated every single time that he says or does something that that's just Jason. That's just the way that he is. And I have management peers who are so triggered. That's an interesting word. I may get into that at some point, but they're so bothered every time he texts them or every time he calls them, it just uh, spikes their anxiety and that's one way that you can handle it? Or what if you just accept that that's just Jason? And when he calls, he's obviously concerned about something that he thinks I need to be concerned about. So I'm interested in hearing what that is. Maybe I'm I'm on top of it. I love when I'm on top of it. And he tells me that, hey, this is where you need to be. And I can say, that's exactly where I am. Or this is what I need you to pay attention to. And I say, this is the situation. I know what's going on. So I love that part. I love being on top of things. And that just reinforces with him, I hope, that I am competent and capable and uh, worthy of of his trust and respect. So the question that I would ask you is which of those two ways, and you might find a third or fourth or fifth, but which of those two ways is going to give you a more pleasant, experience as you interact with Jason, because there are going to be times you just can't not interact with with somebody. It might be your in-laws. It might be one of your kids. It might be your boss. It might be somebody at church or somebody else at work that you just have to interact with. Which way is going to give you a better experience? And by the same token, which one's going to give you a better chance of getting what you might need out of the relationship. I work with uh, a lot of people that sometimes, sometimes I'm better staff than they are. Sometimes they're better staff than I am. And there are times that I need help. And irregardless, I'm going to see if I can throw that word into every podcast. I'll have to play around with that, see if that's a possibility. Irregardless, um, regardless of uh, how I feel about that person. If I am able to help, that's going to generate goodwill. And, the times that I need help or the times that I need some kind of an assistance or the times that I need support, it is so much easier for me to reach out to those people and ask for help uh, or to ask for the assistance that I need. And it's, I would think that it's easier for them to offer assistance or support if, if I've, generated that goodwill. If I've, if I've helped, we're going to have another podcast in the next couple couple of weeks. I don't have that mapped out for the date exactly yet, but we're, we're going to talk about, um, a little bit more about, uh, your, uh, my opinion of you or I sh- actually the way I, I think I'll frame it as your opinion of me is none of my business. And, um, the way that I have it written on the title is probably going to be something like your weirdness is not my problem. So, um, So that's something that that has, I think, has really served me well. The thing that I found that's really interesting is that, and and this could be with Jason, it could be with anybody that I work with, including uh, people that have been on my teams over the, the years. I have found in almost every case that as I have been willing to offer help, as I've been willing to ask for help, to be collaborative, to work together because we're really all working towards the same goal. And this is true in a family. It's true in a marriage. It's true in a uh, business. It's true in a uh, boss-employee relationship. We're all working towards the same thing, or at least versions of the same thing. There's enough overlap that we're working towards the same thing, and I have discovered that the people that I thought I wouldn't really like, I've found things about them that I really like. And it doesn't mean that they st- <laughs> they're not weird. It doesn't mean that they're, they're not going to do things that um, will rub me the wrong way or that will irritate me. But I've found that I genuinely like the people that I work with. So here's... And, and this is true. So for those of you that work with me, and I know how you feel about Jason, I genuinely genuinely like Jason. I like him. He is quirky. He's a goofball. He doesn't like letting people see that part of his personality. We're working on that part, trying to help him um, break out of his shell a little bit. But there are things, absolutely, there are things that, that run me the wrong way. And he mentioned yesterday in a, in a quick meeting, something that I said to him a week or two ago, I was just irritated. I was irritated and it wasn't at him. I was just irritated. It was just a rough day. And he came up to me, so Ken, how's it going? And I said, I can't talk to you right now because I'm afraid I'm going to say something (laughs) that is going to get me in trouble. And so he respected that I needed some time to just be angry. And I took my time to be angry and, um, I got over it. I'm still angry occasionally, but the, uh, the point is that, um, over the year and a half that I've worked for him. And even before that, as we were peers working, uh, uh, adjacent to each other, not directly in the exact same circles, but we had, we had different bosses and we had different, we had similar uh, job functions, but I learned that this is a person I genuinely like. Now, when I say that it does not mean that I want to hang out on the weekends. It does not mean I want to go get breakfast with you and and um spend all my free time with you. I've got a lot of people I'd rather uh spend time with than my uh my work people. As an example, I've got uh, a guy that has been on my team before who has said, "Can work? when are we going to come over and have a barbecue at your house?" No, I don't want you people at my house having a barbecue. I I like the people that I work with. I really enjoy the people that I work with. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to go work out with you or go bowling with you or going to, I'm going to go learn how to play euchre so we can <laughs> spend the nights together. No. Uh, and, and maybe I'll find some people like that, that I do want to spend some time with and, and we'll have some social uh, interactions. But um, I'm not saying that you have to be BFFs. You don't have to be super tight with all these people. If you've got uh, a Jason in your group of in-laws or in your, Church community or your business community or your uh, neighborhood community that is just different, not a natural fit. That's okay. You don't have to feel guilty (laughs) because you don't want to be social with these people. But don't try to change them, don't try to change the reality of who they are. That's just going to be an exercise in uh, futility. It's just going to be so frustrating because you're not going to change them. They may decide to change something. You may offer feedback and, and that may result in something positive, but don't hinge your happiness. I refuse to let Jason determine whether or not I'm going to enjoy my job. Uh, he told me at one point that his job, he thought his job was to make my job fun. No, no, it's not. It's not my job's responsibility to be fun. It's not your responsibility, Jason, to make my job fun. Your responsibility is to help um, provide the resources and assets that I need to, to get the job done, provide the support, maybe feedback and, and coaching. But that's, that's what the job is. That's what I see as your responsibility. And at the same time, we can get along. So let's get along. And uh, my suggestion to you <laughs> is just remember, that's just Jason. When somebody does something that you dislike, maybe it rubs you the wrong way. Maybe you think that they should be different. You can think all those things, but that's just Jason. And there's a chance that he'll never change. But don't let his mannerisms or his quirkiness or his behavior, his priorities, determine whether or not you're going to enjoy your life. Don't give him that kind of power. It's not worth it. Thanks for listening this week. I was glad I could get that off my, chefs, my chest. And we'll talk again next week. And uh, I'd love to hear from you if you have feedback, if there's anything you'd like me to, to address, or if you know of somebody who would be a great guest to be on the podcast, I would love to, to hear from you. You can reach out to me, Ken, at kenwilliamscoaching.com. And we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks for listening to
0: this week's episode of Untoxic Positivity. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember, the relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to feel a deeper connection with the important people in your life, or if you just want to get along with your in-laws, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at Ken at KenWilliamsCoaching.com or find the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, keep spreading Untoxic Positivity everywhere.